What up, folks? This is your boy, the Pittsburgh Golf Hack, and you are listening to the official podcast. I'm Garen. And I'm Rich. And you're listening to Episode 8. The unofficial, official, unofficial, first Braggarts Cup. Let's go, Garen. <laughs> that is right, people. We uh, we kind of had a match. Um, we'll, we will talk kinda, about... sort of? Kind of, sort of. We'll, we will talk about the first Braggarts Cup a little later on. Uh, but first of all, we've got a few things that we want to talk about. So before we get too far into things today, I'd like to start off with the traditional plug. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you can follow the Pittsburgh Golf Hack on Facebook and also on the YouTube channel under the same name. And you can also follow on Instagram and Twitter at PGH Golf Hack. Check me out. Got a lot of really good content putting out there, and I think that you'll enjoy it. So first and foremost, I would like to apologize to the listeners out there that it has taken this long to get some material out there. But uh, in full disclosure, uh, the Pittsburgh golf hack here got got hitched, tied the knot. Oh, man. You're going to tell the audience that you're, that, you're, that you're a taken man. Now you're off the market. Well, I gotta have some excuse for why we haven't put anything out. <laughs> Absolutely, big things happening in the world of the Pittsburgh golf hack and his West Virginia buddy. Um, congratulations, first of all. I've been wanting to say congratulations on the air for a little while now. So, uh, congratulations to you and congratulations to Mrs. Hack, uh, and kudos to Mrs. Hack for putting up with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Indeed, she uh, she may have bit off a little more than she could chew, but uh, no, just uh, you know, it, it was a great day, great celebration. Hard to plan all this in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, you know. Also try to carry our, our side hobbies here with the podcast and everything, but, um, absolutely. Well, you know what? It was a, it was an awesome time. I'm going to, I'm going to take just a second and steal it from you and, and tell you that, uh, you guys had a great wedding. Uh, couldn't have, couldn't have had a better time. Uh, lots of, lots of singing, lots of, uh, nostalgia and lots of bourbon, uh, was consumed, uh, lots mostly of by you. Here. <laughs> Mostly by me. Mostly by well, actually, you know what? Jeff and uh, Jeff and Noah were 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 partial to it as well. Lots of white claws uh, uh, were downed by the hack himself, and uh, you know what? We had a great time. Uh, couldn't couldn't have uh, couldn't have drawn it up better. And uh, can't can't say on a on a more serious note. Um, couldn't be more honored to have been your best man. So uh, so happy for you, man, and congratulations again. Thank you, thank you, sir. It was it was a great day. Um, mm-hmm. I primarily wanted to lead off with that because, um, which the missus will probably hear this, but uh, the uh, <laughs> we we in the middle of a pandemic had no idea what to do for a honeymoon, and we had we had right. looked at so many places. We didn't want to go out of the country. Florida was a mess. That was where we wanted to go, but between COVID <laughs> and red tide and everything else going on, um, sure was not really where we wanted to go so we started looking around you know locally where could we go that we've never been and um so we ended up booking a couple of things which was kind of ironic i don't i don't even think i told you this but so we went to niagara falls the first day and then we went off right. to uh, a really cool resort i'm going to talk about here in a minute that's primarily a golf resort which is why why i wanted to bring all this up in the first point but um I don't think that I had told you this, but the uh, the day that we had went to 
uh, Niagara Falls after the wedding, uh, the Chasing Scratch guys had just been in Buffalo the day before doing a uh, <laughs> doing an event for the late summer for the late summer run for the yeah. late summer run. They had just been in Buffalo, and I was like, "Man, if I could have just planned the planned the wedding a day early, I may have been able to finagle that. The missus would have divorced me the next day." But <laughs> Mike and Eli. Uh... You've you've managed to save someone's marriage before it even began with your timing. Thank you. Kudos to you. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I was thinking about that as I was going through. I was like, "Oh man, Mike and Eli were here this weekend." But uh, <laughs> Niagara Falls definitely something cool and something very inexpensive to do. That sure. if you have never done it in your life, if if you're close enough and you can drive and you can get up there, even like right now in the middle of a pandemic. It is a great little vacation getaway. Go, you got to check out Niagara Falls in your life. I can't, I can't say enough great things about how awesome of a scene it was. That's awesome. But uh, so after after our day in Niagara Falls, we actually went out to a, a place in the Poconos. Um, it's right across the Pennsylvania line in Hamburg, New Jersey, and it's called Crystal Springs Resort. Um, now, I did a couple YouTube videos out there. I did one on the resort and one on their premier golf course, which is actually called Ballyowen, and it is listed as the top public course in New Jersey. And really, really cool vibe that you get from this place. Like, you know, you hear people talking about taking golf trips to Pinehurst and, right. you know, going down to Florida and Myrtle and places like that. Dude, let me tell you, like, we got to put Crystal Springs on our list of places to take golf trips to. This place was amazing. It looked it, man. The the pictures and videos that you sent me and then the, the YouTube content, man, uh, courses looked to be in immaculate shape. Uh, looked like it was some good golf, and, uh, you know, it was a beautiful resort to boot. It, it really was, man. They've got, and I mean, we're talking, you know, a beautiful luxury resort that, I mean, in most places you're going to pay a thousand dollars a night for it was nowhere near that bad a definite must golf golf destination place um so i think they have six golf courses there um ballyon being their their top tier one um and i don't think any so like all these courses like even ballyon i think i paid I don't even remember what the the total was, but I think I paid right at a hundred to play it, and it's it's their it's their premier course. Right. Um, but then all of their other courses are are fairly affordable. Now they do have another course called Wild Turkey, that is also mm-hmm. one of the top rated public courses in New Jersey as well. Wow. Okay. Um, but they have all these other golf courses. I think one's called Black Bear. One's called Cascades. They have the Crystal Springs Golf Golf Course. Um, I can't remember all of them off the top of my hand, but you got all that at your disposal. So as much golf as you can possibly think of, um, over on their pro shop side, they've got an indoor simulator system. Um, (laughs) and then to top it off. And I think that this may have been the coolest thing ever is they have a natural grass putt putt course. So that looked freaking amazing. Dude, it was awesome. It was way better. And, and then, like, we've played some really good putt-putt courses in Myrtle, right? Right. Like, this blew any of that out of the water. <laughs> like, so the night, the night feature 
is crazy cool. Yes. So what Richard's talking about is at nighttime, they actually have these things that slip over top of the flag sticks and they glow. So they illuminate the actual green so you can kind of see what you're doing. But then the golf balls themselves light up. And uh, just really, really, really cool. Um, just a cool thing to, to do. Never done it, you know, never done any glow golf or anything like that. So this was a new experience for me. And the golf balls are like activated by the light, like the flashlight on your phone. That's how you activate them. Very cool. Yeah, it, it was it was cool. Uh, I think actually the golf balls were called Nighthawk. I got to get me some of them. <laughs> That, so we played with those. Now, the one bad thing about those, um, Jeff full-on caved in the face of his three hybrid the last time that we played go, uh, glow golf with, a, really? with, with those things. So, yeah, they're, too, they're, they're so they're, hard. Yeah, so the last time that glow golf happened, usually glow golf is a par three contest. Well, they opened up the full course for glow golf and uh you know we were hitting woods and he he caved in a mizuno three uh three hybrid with his uh <laughs> with his with his his nighthawk golf ball so no no uh, it could have also been that jeff splings 130 mile an hour but <laughs> it's also true that that might have had something to do with it but hey that's i mean it is what it is right yeah no but it, it was super cool um yeah you know, the missus absolutely loved it. You know, you know, she's, cool. she's not a golfer at all, but that was something that she, she actually, actually did really well. I have to say she beat me once. <laughs> hey, um, way to go, Mrs. Hack. That's right. But no, it was, it was really fun. And uh, I tell you, man, if, if we get a chance to, uh, to put that one on a golf trip list, I, I think that would be a lot of fun to have by all. And I mean, the Pocono mountains out there are just, just absolutely beautiful. If we can get the rest of the, uh, if we can get the rest of the, you know, the, the group uh, to uh, agree to it, that would be a great, you know, within the next couple of years, kind of spot for us to go to. And if they want, we'll take a couple's trip. So, absolutely, gotta love it. But uh, so enough rambling on about that. Um, I I'd actually like to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what a what an amazing Ryder Cup. So I, in full disclosure, I'll be honest with you. In past years, I have not followed the Ryder Cup that closely. Um, just one of those things that you know it happens. You know, you kind of follow it, check in on it, and everything, and you know, you, know, you, you you're rooting for USA and everything. But right, I don't think that I really got into it until this year because i haven't really been following golf as closely on tv but you know i got really excited about the olympics this year and you know followed followed the olympic golf you know pretty heavily and and i thought that that was something that was really cool that we haven't done in a while that i just felt sure. like that the country was really really rooting for our athletes this year more so than they they normally would and um just what a great a great thing to see golf back in the olympics and and to see the pageantry that the how much it meant to the players and and you know I just thought that was really cool. But then I started following the Ryder Cup and um, I have to tell you, man, I, I really I don't know what your opinion is, but after watching this year's Ryder Cup, I feel that that's the true Olympics in golf. 
Uh, 100%. Uh, you know I've been a Ryder Cup fan for a while, and I always talk about it when it comes around. Um, it's it's a weekend that I don't do anything. I always, uh, you know, kind of block off that weekend to wa- to do nothing but watch Ryder Cup coverage uh, from about Wednesday on when they start their practice rounds. Um, and I, I just I, I have a blast with it. The team aspect of that um, is is so awesome. And then the guys getting getting to go out on Sunday. Uh, as individuals and prove their chops as the best players in the world is one of the most fun things ever. But watching these guys who are, you know, absolute snipers, every single one of them, they're the best players in the world, right? Um, they're they're going out on a team playing match play, and it is so awesome to watch. It really was, man. I, I tell you, the, the fans were amazing, and the players fed off that. Like, oh yeah, it was, it was, it was like, it it had a football feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had guys out there and there were chants going, there were, you know, the players were feeding off of it. You know, Bryson was out there doing, you know, running around doing his, you know, the the windmill (laughs) arm pump to get everybody going. And you had Jim, Justin and Justin and Jordan, uh, uh, chugging beers on the 18th. I mean, (laughs) come on, man. It was, it was pandemonium, but they were, they were so feeding off of that. And, you know, I really think that, that that led to this year's win, USA win in the Ryder Cup yep. over Europe, because, you know, I really think that that was probably one of the better uh, environments that they had had for the Ryder Cup in a while, and the players truly oh, fed yeah. off that. But uh, I have to tell you, man, Ryder Cup 2025 coming to Bethpage Black. I, yeah, let's uh, go. I think we got to go, man. we we got to go check I, that out. 100% in. Let's, let's do this. No, no questions asked there. Yeah, it, it's it. I think we got to, but uh, what? What about Bryson, man? He impressed me at the Ryder Cup. So, I, I, so let me tell you a little story. I, you and I had this conversation. Uh, you know, we there. There's not a day that goes by that you and I don't send some sort of BS to one another, and we one another, and we don't talk. So, I. Um, after the PGA, was it the PGA? It was the, it was the tournament that uh, Patrick Cantlay beat him. Um, I was not, I, I, I had soured on Bryson. Uh, I was not a Bryson fan because of his attitude. Um, and I thought that he might, you know, he might have a little bit of that, a um, little bit of that choke artist in him. Um, turns out, um, I was completely wrong, and the, and the Ryder Cup made me a Bryson DeChambeau fan, one hundred percent. I'm I'm a million percent behind the guy. Um, he did. He was a, an amazing teammate. He was one of the most solid, consistent players uh, all weekend long. He was easily the most entertaining, aside from my boy JT. Um, and he, I think he was, he was honestly kind of the heart of that team. So, um, super, super impressed by, by Bryson DeChambeau and the fact that, you know, you got to think about this. He finishes this tournament, jumps on a plane, goes and qualifies for the world long drives the next day. Yep. That How I was crazy. I, is that I was actually going to touch on that, but that, that, was that shows me his competitive spirit and how much he truly does love this game. He he is 
I really do think a, a true ambassador, his attitude may come off a little shaky at times, but uh, I, I really do think that he he truly is an ambassador for this game. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of people hate him, a lot of people love him, but I think he proved his worth in the Ryder Cup. I totally agree, and uh, he, he, won, he won a fan uh, 100% in me. Um, for you know, for his performance in the Ryder Cup and the way that he did things, so um, big shout out to to Bryson and Team USA, and and so very proud that we were able to bring home a win, and uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Do you do you think that the uh, do you think that the bad blood between him and Brooksy are over? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there was bad blood in the in the first place. I think we all got hoodwinked. <laughs> I Could we have. got completely I think we got hoodwinked. So also to kind of plug something else that's coming up for you guys that like to uh to watch golf. Um I forget the date, but a quick Google will 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 uh net you the date. Um Brooksy and Bryson are going to be on the match. Uh so TBS will be airing it. It is a nine hole match. Um, 12 between the two of them, 12 hole match between the two, which, of them. which I'm still so. shaking my head at. I cannot figure out where they got the number 12, but it must've been TV timing or something. I but. guarantee it. Um, they're doing it for a great cause. Um, TV ratings, you'll be able to TV ratings going to pay a lot of the, a lot of the charities. Also, uh, you'll be able to donate. Um, it's usually for an amazing cause. Um, forget what the cause is for this time around. You might know Garen. I don't I don't recall right off the top either. of my hand. I was so infatuated with why they chose twelve holes that I've I've still been scratching my head. But I hope it goes <laughs> to a six hole playoff. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, but no, I think those guys. I think those guys buried the hatchet. Um, I watched the the, the post match coverage as well. That w- that was just as entertaining, or maybe they, more entertaining than the they, tournament they, themselves. They made them hug. <laughs> Listen, they got to hug it out, man. You got to hug it out. Yeah, um, it was great. You know, just a, just a couple more notes on the fans that I wanted to bring up. You know, the fans of the Ryder Cup are just a different breed. If you do, I, I wish there's a lot of clips that are out there that I'd like to play for you folks, but due to copyright, I can't. But if you go out there and do just a, a YouTube search or a Google search for Ryder Cup fans, you know, you'll see that there's just a different level of golf pageantry there. I love... You know how the fans chant in unison USA. They did the I Believe We Will Win chant. Uh, They were also singing Sweet Caroline. And one of the biggest moving things for me with the Ryder Cup was hearing our fans in a time of such political unrest that we have out there in this country right now, hearing the fans sing in unison our national anthem was probably one of the most moving things that I've ever heard in a sporting event recently. That's the truth. I mean, how how do you not how do you not uh, get get wound up over over the team singing their national anthem and and being pumped up and ready to go? Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm actually excited for it to go to Europe to hear what kind of chance they have because we all know that those folks know soccer a little better than us and they've got some really good chanters over there. <laughs> well, absolutely. Here's the thing that scares me, and I think you and I talked about it, or maybe it was Jeff and I. But uh, it's going to be scary what course they choose for the European Ryder Cup uh, because they're not in any way, shape, or form going to give us 
any sort of chance to hit our drivers because we we just blew them off the planet. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, you definitely have some wind up there on Lake Michigan, but nothing compares to the winds and stuff you have to compete with out there, you know, across the pond. So, you know, I think that that's going to become a factor. I don't really think it matters what course, as long as it's a Lynx course alongside the ocean, I think that it's going to be trouble for any of those long hitters. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So what was your, what was your favorite moment? Uh, let's talk about Bryson just for a minute. Um, which one of your moments was your favorite moment for him? Driving the green, eagling said green, or hitting the woman in the leg? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go with hitting the woman in the leg. No, I mean, like, he like that line is legendary the line that he took to hit that drive is is stuff that our kids kids will talk about you know what i'm saying like hey i heard that bryson dechambeau hit a ball 417 yards in the Ryder cup once i mean yeah i know it's match play and yes i know that that they already had a ball in the fairway and he could just wail away at it but like that is the most aggressive, ridiculous line. Yeah, and, and and then to turn around and sink the eagle putt. I mean, oh yeah, that, absolutely. That was the amazing part. But you know, not to take anything away from the Europeans, man. You know, there was some really good good stuff done by them. John Rahm was amazing. He hit some massive putts. Um, um it, it, listen, it, it's proving why John Rahm is number one in the world right now, man. Yeah. He's the best golfer on the planet. Um. Pretty much bar none. The points that they got, um, if he didn't, if he didn't get them himself, he influenced them. And I, I like Rom was was spectacular. He was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, and, and you know, getting back to USA, you know, Brooksy hit some really good shots as well. But you know, how about him on the shot where his ball was on that root wall next to the drain, and the officials not letting him. Uh, yeah, letting him yeah, hit that's... it, and, and I just love that he called him out. He, he turned around and told me, he said, if I break my bleeping wrist on this, it's on you. <laughs> if I break my effing wrist on on this, it's on you. And and what I don't understand is, is so first of all, I want to point out that it was a European rules official. Um, he definitely also hit the route uh, on his way through. And it was a man-made obstruction. Like, it's very clear that he should have gotten relief from it, and there shouldn't have been any question about it. Like, I don't care if it was him. I don't care if it was Sergio. I don't care if it was an American or a European. Whoever's ball was there, it it, it 100% should have been relief. Yeah, but, yeah, whatever. He, he got out of there and, you know, was able to do something with it, but... Uh... Just a lot of really cool moments that were there, and um, you know, you got the side hill chip that that was pulled off to, you know, just sheer perfection. I mean, just so many good shots that'll stand out for yeah. a long time. Justin Thomas sinking some some long birdie putts to extend and then end matches. Like I, I mean, and and JT, the the emotional leader of the of the the U.S. team, like his fire, man. And JT's a Kentucky boy, so I got to give him props. He's he's you know just south of us, and like 
you know, watching him be fiery, even when he's not playing his very best, um, it, it was awesome. To, to On day one, his, his putter was ice cold, and on day two, he was sinking everything that he looked at, and I think that's freaking awesome. Yep. Well, I'm going to close with one final Ryder Cup note, and I think that this is the most classic part of the Ryder Cup celebration. So I want to quote the part here of the media asking Dustin Johnson how he felt (laughs) about being able to keep up with the rest of the guys in the post-match celebrations. So a member of the media decided to ask Dustin Johnson, who's a two-time major champion, whether or not he thought he could still hang with his teammates. That was in regards to the post-match celebration. And Dustin basically responds with, absolutely and the crowd bursts out in laughter and then next thing you know next question he says (laughs) so dj still got it and uh still got it baby have no doubt that uh he celebrated to the fullest and made a fool of himself but (laughs) i love it i love it i absolutely love it so so uh jt and a bunch of the guys wear those um whoop bands uh the the fitness tracker and JT the next day on his Instagram posted his because like the like the I had one for a very short amount of time and it 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 broke on me and I didn't and and they the customer care said hey the new band is coming out send us this one back and then try again whenever the new band comes out and uh, I haven't gotten it yet but I can tell you how it works so like if you don't get great sleep. Um, it calculates your recovery and your recovery is from zero to a hundred percent. And if you don't get a great night's sleep or if you're, you know, if your heart rate is, is above what is normally resting, anything that, that the band sees as stress on your body or exertion on your body when your body should be resting and recovering, it takes away from that hundred percent recovery. Justin's recovery the next day was 3%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. I was like, no way like those it just shows you how much younger those guys are than we are now because it's like there's no oh. way i'd be a dead man uh, i'd be a dead man college college was enough Mm-hmm. 100 percent. well in closing out with that we are going to move on to the uh the epic portion of this podcast this episode um and i am bringing to you all the first ever unofficial, official, unofficial Braggarts Cup coverage. <laughs> so, our first Braggarts Cup match was not really a Braggarts Cup match, and I am going to sour the pot a little bit here with Rich. Um, so, in before we get into the details of this, um, me and Rich had not hashed out the rules for the Braggarts Cup. Right, and we were supposed to, but life happened. It happened. We were supposed to. Life happened. It happened, and we did not plan it out. So, have said Braggarts Cup, and um, was going down. Well, went down to Southern West Virginia to play in a memorial tournament for our buddy Jeff's uh, dearly departed uncle. Uh, who was also a golf advocate and an avid golfer that, you know, we wanted to go down and celebrate for. And um, I did not know that this was going to become a Braggarts Cup match. 
<laughs> so, so for, first things first, for, before, before you, because you said prior to the podcast that you had some things that were going to agitate me, I'm going to go ahead and say, and if I have to go back through the podcast coverage and make sure I was right. No, before you, before under- you even say it, I'm going to admit, I did say from here on out, mm-hmm. anytime that you and I were playing each other, we were playing yes. for the Braggarts Cup. 100%. So did we play each other? No. Yes. No. Yes, we did. We played in a tournament together, <laughs> meaning that we were pitted against one another. So let's move forward. Go ahead and say what you need to say. So we were both in the field. We were not playing okay. each other directly. And second of all... We were in the same group. Yeah, but I DNF'd the following day oh. because I wasn't going to be... You knew I wasn't going to be able to finish. So, but it was, a, <laughs> it was a round of golf. Any time that we play a round of golf, you know what? You keep it. If that makes you feel good, <laughs> you keep no, it. No, no, no. That... I'm I'm not I'm not I didn't have it to begin with. The Braggarts Cup was nobody's. It it, it may be That's my, true. It may be my, <laughs> my, at my residence, but nobody has officially won the Braggarts Cup. So actually, I have, but that's beside the point. But so before we go any further, and this is guys, this is all in good fun. We we have a blast <laughs> with this. We talk about it all the time. Um, this is just how. This by is the way, just how competitive me and Rich are. So. I mean, honestly, yes, that's very true. So I want to go ahead and put out there that I did pay up on um, my end of the handicap. Congratulations, Garen. I delivered your, your golf balls to you as promised. You did. I did get the Max Fly Soft Flies and, uh, you know, have not had to crack the lid on them yet. Thankfully, I haven't ran out of golf balls to that point yet. But uh, but no, thank you, Rich. Rich did deliver on the golf ball. So, so thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So, so – Moving forward, moving forward. Yes. I, so here, here's how things played out. We, number one, whenever I showed up to the course, like there was no mention of the Braggarts Cup or anything. Number one, we were just glad to see each other and play golf to, together. We, we, we really were, man. It was just, it, it was a great day. The weather was perfect. I Man, couldn't have asked for a better day. Yeah, and this was a two-day flighted tournament, folks, and and I I did have to, uh, again, life happens. Was not I knew I wasn't going to be able to sure. play on the second day, but um, you know, just wanted the sure. chance to get out and play with the guys, and so came down and and just knew that we was going to play the I was going to play the Saturday, and that was it. But right. um, I'm we're going to go through the scorecard here in a few minutes, but I am going to get tip my hat to Sir Richard for a couple things. Number one, we were playing in a tournament of which Richard did finish. Uh, he finished third in his flight. Uh, was actually tied for first after after the first day of the tournament. Correct? Yes. Uh, and then uh, two two members beat me. Uh, two guys that were members there. Um, they they um, they just had they had a great Sunday. Uh, I'll I'll tip my hat to those two guys. One guy has massively improved his game over the last year. And uh, I played with him last year, um, and he, he, he struggled all the way around the golf course. Um, but he had a, had a great tournament, and big tip of my hat to, to both guys that I played with. Yeah, it, it was – I wish I could have played on the second day. It really was a good tournament and a lot of good, good competition there. Um, but I'm proud of you, man. You, first and foremost, in, in straight-up stroke play, um, Rich beat me by a stroke. Um, we both played pretty good golf that day. I actually, you had a couple moments where I thought the day was going to go really bad for you because 
I was on fire after about the first um, the first four holes. I was I was on fire, and yep, you, even, you you even looked at me and you said, "Dude, you're playing really good golf today." Um, and and I could tell you were starting to get frustrated. I was just trying to trying to keep my distance, keep my mouth shut, because like I could see it in your eyes that you were you were getting to that point where if you had like two or three more bad shots, this day was going to go real bad for you. But right. you you held it together, and you know you you moved on, laughed about it, and uh, you know you turned in turned in a pretty good scorecard. So Rich beat me eighty four to eighty five in straight up stroke play. Um, and to go back and look at the scorecard here in just a second, you'll see we were pretty evenly matched pretty much for the the whole the whole round. Um, you know, the biggest difference, to be honest with you, we both shot 45 on the back nine, and I yes. shot a 40 on the front, you shot a 39 on the front. So that was the yep. one-stroke difference. Um, so we were back and forth battling it out. And um, and I have to be honest with you, the, uh, the funniest moment, I think, of this whole golf tournament, and I don't even remember what hole it was. Um, well, actually, I could probably look here and find out. Actually, it would have been number 14. Um, we're sitting on the tee box and Rich, I don't even know how you did this cause you're a lefty, but you basically topped your ball directly straight right into the trees and mm-hmm. went, went out of bounds. And I, man, I could see the fury in your eyes. You were, you know, you were beside yourself, didn't know what to do. And, and when you realized you had to tee another one off from the tee, I, I was like, this is going to be where the wheels fall off. Oh, <laughs> contraire, mon frere. <laughs> so, oh, contraire. Let's, let's go, baby. So Rich takes his frustration out on his ball and puts just an amazing drive out in the middle of the fairway. So he would have been, you know, dropping two, hitting three at that point. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself on the tee box, I'm going to get about three strokes on him this hole. And so I get up on the tee box and keep keep in mind, I had hit like I'm not exaggerating. Rich Rich is my witness. I had hit just about every fairway. Yep, up to that extremely point. great driver day for you that day. Um, I hit driver okay th- that day. That was probably the first miscue with my driver. I think it was um, our, both of our first miscues. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But I get up on the tee box thinking I'm gonna get about three strokes on him. So. Old golf hack here decides to put a little bit, a little bit of extra mustard into uh, into my swing, and because my retee had gone about three hundred yards, I demolished <laughs> a drive. He he really did, and I was chasing him. I uh, I tried to put a little mustard into it, and when I do that, anybody that's played golf with me knows when I try to put a little extra into it's when I get myself in trouble and slice right, and I sliced right and went ob. <laughs> I uh, did not put as good of a follow-up drive out in the fairway as Rich did, and uh, Rich got on the green in his next shot. I did not, and he ended up double bogeying. I ended up triple bogeying, and that wasn't necessarily the match on the back. Um, but to be honest with you, that was the match. That was that was the match. It really was. That was the biggest difference. But uh, so here's where things get interesting, Rich. Okay. If we would have established the rules ahead of time, 
okay. the, the way that we played Hickory Heights, which I kept I kept calling modified Stableford, is really not modified Stableford. It was actually modified skins. Okay. Um, but essentially, the way we played Hickory Heights was whoever had the better score on the hole won the point. Sure. And if we tied on a hole, then nobody got the points for that hole. Right. And I kind of envisioned that that was the way that we would approach the Braggarts Cup. Oh, you kind of envisioned it. Kind of envisioned kind of. it. We Okay. I, I just expected that that was the way that we would go because <sighs> we've experienced stroke playing the past is not the best way for us to match up. Cause if, I, will, I will agree with that. If one of us has a really bad blow-up hole or two blow-up holes, then it becomes... The match is over. The match is over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really did think that that was the way that we would do Braggart's Cup. So if we go back and go through the scorecard... Man, just any way for you to, for you to, for you to figure out how to win. <laughs> if, we, is... if we go back through the scorecard, so here, here's how the match played out. All right, number one was a par four. I parred Rich Bogey. Number two was a par three. I parred Rich Bogey. So I'm up two points. Number f- number three is a par f- par five. I parred Rich birdied. Rich won the hole. Uh, number I'm all mixed up here. Number four is a par three. I parred Rich bogeyed. Point goes to me. That's a great par, by the way. It really is because that's that, a, that's a very difficult par three. I really thought I would win a skin on that hole, to be honest with you, because that par yep. three is about what? What would you say? Two it's, uh, fifteen. Well, the way it was from playing, the like two, it from the tips uh, on the front. I think the, the the whole position that we played that day was like two seventeen. It can play up to two thirty five. Says two oh seven on the card, but I'm pretty sure on There's the rangefinder. No I'm pretty sure on the rangefinder we were hitting it. It was hitting longer that day. Yeah, we shot two. We shot two seventeen that day. Yeah, because I played a hybrid, but yep. um, I ended up in really good position. Probably could have birdied that hole, but I ended up parring it. Yeah, you 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 had you it, that was a that was a really good play. Kudos to you. And and they put the freaking pin right. So this green, folks, it it slopes all the way from the back to the front, but there is a portion on from about the middle of the green back where it's semi flat. But then when you hit that crest, it severely drops off. Well, they put the pin right past, right at the edge of where the crest is. So if you miss your putt, like you can be long, but if you miss your putt coming back, you're all the way off the green. It's it's really difficult, really difficult green. But uh, I parred and you bogeyed. So Mm -hmm. then we go on to number five, which is a par four. I doubled. You bogeyed. Number six was a par four. I parred. You bogeyed. Number seven was a par three. I parred. You bogeyed. Number eight was a par five. I bogeyed. You birdied. Big, big, big gainer there for you. Big swing. So we we finished the front at me 40, you 39. But in skins, I was five skins to your four. Okay. So then moving on to the back, number 10 was a par four. I parred, you bogeyed. Number 11's a par three. I bogeyed, you bogeyed, so we pushed. Number five, or I mean number 12 was a par five. Uh, I bogeyed, you doubled. 
Number 13 is a par 3. I doubled. You bogeyed. Number 14 is a par 4. Uh, I tripled. That was that was the blow-up hole. I tripled. You doubled. Yep. And then all the way through the rest of the match, 15 through 18, um, we pushed. We pushed. I, I, we both bogeyed 15. We double bogeyed 16. We both parred 17. We both parred 18. So we both won two skins on the back, putting me overall seven skins to your six. Yeah. So I still lost. The huh? You still lost. No, my seven skins to your six skins. Oh my God! You're just just keep the keep the braggarts cup for yourself, but that's totally fine. So the the first unofficial official unofficial braggarts cup goes to Rich. We're gonna say we ends didn't in establish a tie. Skins. <laughs> it does not end it in a tie. You were beat, and you found a way to get around it. But you know what? I will concede a tie. Again, all in great fun. Man, I had a blast with you, and I had a blast with Jeff. Um, cup or not, the cup the cup stays in no one's hands. But you know who the real winner was, Gary? <laughs> in, in everybody, everybody was the real winner. We had a great time, man. Um, we that, did. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, no, just a little. I, I had, a, had a blast. Little fun banter there. I thought it was in it. I thought it was an interesting yeah. take on it, but. Uh, it, no. it is well. I mean, you had to you had to figure out a way for you to be the winner, and that's that's. I mean, you've got to do what you've got to do to make yourself feel good, Garen, and that's okay. I, moral my, moral victories. Oh, <laughs> just like our football team, right? Yes. So um, no, here, no, man, absolutely. Here, here's the way we're gonna fix this. We are gonna play another match, and I Sounds don't good. care if. Um, I don't care if we have to take a day off. Um, I think the target, just me personally, just because it's perfectly in between us, I think the target is Stonewall Resort. Oh, man, that's, that sounds like a great time. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm in. I think the target's Stonewall Resort, um, and I think we try to target that by the end of October. So we got it. We got a couple weeks here left. Um if I think we, we can do that. If we have to take a half a day off during the week, I think we do it, and we we get this Braggarts Cup officially in somebody's hands. Absolutely. Whether it's yours or mine, um, definitely. And and I will tell you, November is going to be a pretty hectic month. Uh, yep. I've got some big stuff going on. Um, I'll, I'll more, more on that in a future episode, but I've got some big, big stuff going on right now. And uh, Yes, you do, sir. November, sir. Is, November is going to be a... Very hectic month for me, but we will. Uh, we're we're going to get this match done by the end of October. We will bring some coverage to you all from that. But uh, yep. keep keep posted out there on the Instagram. The Instagram is uh, where you will see probably the more up to date day to day stuff. So keep an eye on the Instagram. We will keep you posted when we play for the Braggarts Cup, and we yes. will also let you know who won said Braggarts Cup match. Absolutely. I can't wait, man, because, I mean, you know, being the true winner of, of the first Braggarts <laughs> Cup, you know, I have to I have to uh, defend it, even though it's not in my hands. OK, we may even throw some <laughs> we may even throw some friendly wagers uh, outside of the Braggarts Cup for that one. But uh, we I'll will uh, we will reconvene with you all next episode and hopefully we've got some footage to bring you. So uh, with all that being said, folks, until the next time. 
you all get out and hit them straight and keep on hacking.